What's up, folks? Happy summer solstice. I know that was yesterday, but I can still wish you a happy summer solstice because it's kind of a big deal, right? Half of the year is gone as of yesterday. And like I shared with my (laughs) newsletter community, if you're like me and your first thought goes to, oh my gosh, I still have so much I need to do this year, blah, 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 blah. Just, I invite you to pull that back, to take a breath with me, and to instead focus on all the things that you have done this year. Because it's not been easy, right? (laughs) I mean, let's just be real. We had two years of a pandemic We come back and it's just kind of like all hell is breaking loose. I mean, I jumped on the BBC last night and just kind of like scrolled over the headlines and just thought, nope, nope. (laughs) Nothing to see here, folks. Just nothing. Um, Because it's all the things happening all over the world. You know, it's... That's just kind of wild right now. And this is why the Akashic Records, you know, middle of last year, I think it was actually maybe around August, I can't fully remember, when the Akashic Records really started channeling through in the monthly forecast just how important it was for us to really start building a strong spiritual foundation for ourselves, to begin dedicating ourselves to spiritual practice on a regular basis. And that is so that we could withstand these times. That is so that we wouldn't get swept up in it or get depressed or whatever the case may be, you know? Um, But nonetheless, I wanna just celebrate you and pat you on the back because you're, you're still getting out of bed, you're still doing it, you're still trying, and that is huge, that's huge. So we have to be kind to ourselves and I am pretty much, you know, like the first one at bat to be thinking about all the things I haven't done, but it just doesn't serve us. It just really, really doesn't. We are not going to be able to produce and be and all of that the way that we could back in 2018, 2019, prior to the pandemic. That was part of the pandemic's job was to slow us down and it happened in a number of ways right and it's continuing to happen in a a number of ways i was on medium the other day Uh, i post blogs there i read there i am an active member a paid member in support of the writing community it's a wonderful place to be if you are looking to share content if you are looking for a sort of elevated social networking place. I don't even know if you could call it that, but I have found such a beautiful community on Medium. And so I invite you to check it out if that is something of interest to you. You can get a free account. I'm not really sure how many articles you can read per month with a free account. It's only five bucks a month though. Um, But regardless, all of my content is not behind a paywall. And that is, of course, on purpose to just continuously help support in a variety of ways. So make sure to check that out. Um, 
You know, I have written articles about protecting ourselves spiritually, which is honestly should be a daily practice for all of us, period, every day right now. Um, All kinds of different things I've talked about there. So anyway, but hello, what's up? Welcome back (laughs) for another interview. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, what am I here to talk about? Oh yeah, yeah. And wow, 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 do I have a conversation for you. You know, I'm, I'm booting the interview word because when it comes down to it, what I really want to have are beautiful soul discussions with the people that I have onto my podcast. It's always such an honor, such a pleasure to meet these folks and then to get to introduce them to you. And over the past couple of years, you know, it, my ability to just kind of do what I naturally do in everyday life, which is dive deep, is finally starting to work. And I mean, that's what I want. That's when I, I, I want to be able to do that for you, to give that to you, to offer that to you. So huge, right? Um, because your time is valuable. And honestly, I think that you show up for a podcast more than just like, oh, let me hear about what it is you do. So anyway, we want to connect with people. We want to feel heart connected to people, right? At least I do. So today's interview, you know, it is June, it is Pride Month, and I absolutely wanted to celebrate that in some form or fashion. Um, I had considered doing a different type of episode, and then I remembered about Lauren, and she has been on my list for a while to interview. She's not someone that I've ever spoken to, but we are connected on Facebook through a mutual friend. She is an amazing singer soulful, beautiful, deep, deep voice just really brings her heart and soul to the table through her music. Um, But when um, I had gotten connected with her years ago through my friend, he'd shared with me, you know, like she's a Christian and she's gay. And this is something that she struggles with. And I just thought, you know, it hurt my heart. It hurt my heart so much. I have always... You know, the way that I viewed the LGBTQ community is simply that they're just people and potentially they love people a little bit differently than other people love people. It's like, I don't know, it's like, you know, some girls really like skinny jeans, other girls really like mom jeans, you know, like it's, it's, it's a preference. It's a decision. It's. Well, I, I wouldn't know that it's a decision necessarily. Um, but my point being, these are people. And the fact that the LGBTQ community receives so much just hate towards it, really, simply because of who they love breaks my heart. And I just flat out think it's not okay. But Lauren's story is extremely unique in that, you know, she is a Christian and she is gay and that has been a personal struggle for her over the years um and this interview i mean i gotta tell you like she just brought it i don't know what i was expecting but if i had started tuning into the beginning of this interview there's zero way i could have walked away (laughs) um she was open and transparent and even talked about things in a different way than i've even talked about with other friends that I've had who are gay and um, 
Yeah, it was just such a beautiful, refreshing, really incredible conversation, and I'm very excited to share it with you. So um, before I introduce her, I've got a couple of really exciting announcements. First of all, if you are going through a difficult time right now, if you are needing guidance, direction, energetic clearing, whatever the case may be, now is the perfect time to book an Akashic Soul reading with me. You can get 10% off with the code SUMMERTIME. Highly recommend. Uh, my guides and I, we we do deep work. <laughs> There's not a lot of fluff happening here. Um, and that's the way I love it. You know, absolutely. You can check out testimonials on my website, learn a little bit more if the Akashic Records are of interest to you. Um, or feel free to like message me if you have a question. Um, the second thing, another Akashic thing, is that by popular demand, I am hosting another live Access the Akashic Record workshop. Most likely this will be my very last one. I know that I said that last time that I hosted it, but um, I'm looking to move this to an on-demand course However, a number of things have happened on my end that have prevented that from happening. And I've got a lot of folks who have really been wanting to take this workshop again. And so I felt led to host it again. Plus, I mean, honestly, I love hosting it. Um, so if you are interested in the Akashic Records, you know, we are really stepping into a time of self-empowerment, learning how to go within and as far as I'm concerned, there's no better pathway there than with the Akashic Records. They really have helped me to develop a relationship within, and I'm on that continual path. I mean, <laughs> always learning, always growing. You know, healing is not a destination, it's a lifestyle, right? Um, getting to know ourselves extends forever. Um, there's so much here, but... If you've been listening to this podcast, you know all the ways that the Akashic Records have really changed my life. I actually dedicated a an entire episode to like the top five ways. Um, so much information out there, but uh, this will be hosted on July 13th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, which is a full moon. Drrr. Pretty pumped about that. Um you do not need to be live to attend, um, but it is just, it's a beautiful workshop. Um, folks love it, love attending it. You will walk away with everything you need to kick off your personal practice, tools, resources, um, plus access to a private community where you can get continued support if you would like to. So many little things involved in a like including this beautiful initiation that I take folks through that was channeled. Um, it's just gorgeous. So check that out. Again, link in the show notes. Um, third thing I wanted to share with you is that this will be my last Friday doing the weekly forecast on YouTube. I'm just being pulled in several different directions. Um, also, I think that you know, that the time that I'm doing it at just really isn't a good time. There's, I'm not going to get into all the details with you. All I'm going to let you know is this is the last Friday. Okay. So, um, if you're heartbroken that they're going away, guess what? The monthly forecast, I mean, 
it's a huge message that comes through and it really should be something that we revisit every week throughout the month anyway, which leads me to my next announcement, which is I'm so pumped for this. I've been wanting to do this for like over a year. I can't even tell you how long. Um, I am going to start creating these monthly support packages for the Akashic Forecast that will be readily available to you. They will include a gorgeous workbook um, that you know, lends itself to support of the monthly forecast. There'll be journaling prompts, resources, tools, whatever I feel most aligns with the monthly theme. And this will be something that is channeled through in addition to an activation that's channeled um, that will, again, just provide continued support, help to really stabilize you in the midst of the energy and be something that you can utilize um, all for just a couple of bucks. So stay tuned for that. Those will probably start. Well, the first one will definitely be coming this month. Um, well, July, I should say this upcoming month and they will, blah, can't even speak. <laughs> they will be available within a week of the forecast going live. So it'll just kind of depend how many different things are on my plate and how fast I can turn that around from you, but I'm so pumped. Again, I just, something I've been wanting to do for a long time, right? Because the thing is, and I catch myself with this as well, these beautiful monthly forecasts, like we hear them and then we just move forward and we forget that we can return to them, return to that just powerful, powerful energy and dive so much deeper with it because the Akashic records are alive. And that means that every time we return to them, every single time, there will be something new there for us. Okay, so diving in to today's interview with the beautiful Lauren Lanzaretta. Again, I am so thankful that Lauren was kind enough and courageous enough and just trusted me with her beautiful story. This is the first time that she really shared it in a public platform outside of just you know, posting a couple of things on her Facebook page. And I just want to say thank you so much to her um, because I know that this is a big deal and I really just respect her and respect, you know, all that this entails. Um, it's definitely not something I take lightly, but I am so pumped to share this interview, this conversation with you. Please share it with anyone that would benefit from it. Uh, whatever the case may be, you know, and you don't need to be a Christian to really enjoy this conversation because that is not what it's about. Here at the Soul Driven Podcast, you know, we don't judge people for how they find their spirituality. That's that's not what I have any interest in doing. <laughs> what works for one person is what works for one person, and that is what is most important. Um, okay, so let me introduce you to Lauren. She is a singer, songwriter, musician, and producer from Cleveland, Ohio. Her new meditative album, Deliverance, is an evolution of her signature soul sound with hints of rich gospel. The new album that was released last year features emotional piano ballads, inspiring choir backing, and vulnerable lyrics that gives the listener hope in challenging times. Her original debut album, Naked Soul, was released in June 2014 to very positive reviews. Folks talked about her sounding like Aretha Franklin, other soul, you know, R&B greats. 
Um, she's just got such a powerful voice and she's, she's been really, really like her career is really starting to rise. She's done opening acts for carnage, seven lines, machine gun, Kelly, um, Cruella, true Carrie, um, just a number of different things. And Yes, I'm so grateful that we have had the opportunity to sit down with her, that I have had the opportunity (laughs) to sit down with her before she absolutely explodes because she is a story, you know, she is the story, her body, her her body, (laughs) her life, her everything about her embodies exactly what it is that the world needs more of. It is not about perfection. It is about the journey. And it is about coming into acceptance of our true self, which is everything, everything. I hope you truly enjoy this. I would love to hear how it resonates with you. But for now, I will hush and see you on the other side. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for joining us for another Soul Driven interview. I'm so excited for today's show and so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Please welcome me in in, uh, welcoming (laughs) Lauren Lanzaretta, singer, songwriter, musician, and producer from Cleveland, Ohio. What's up, Lauren? Hi, everyone. And thank you so much. Um, I'm truly honored that you chose to have me on your show. So I, you know, I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. The <laughs> honor is mine. <laughs> so a little bit of background in regards to where this discussion came from. Lauren and I have been Facebook friends for a couple of years. We have a similar acquaintance. Um, and my friend had shared with me about Lauren's background in regards to being a Christian, um, gay singer. And it was always so interesting to me because of course my upbringing, as you well know, I grew up in a very strict Christian family and, um, I always wanted to talk with Lauren. I always felt like there was such an incredible story here to know more about, to talk about, And I felt like in the midst of this being June and Pride Month, that it would be the perfect time to reach out to her. So I reached out with a big ask, (laughs) which was to see if she would be open to coming on the show and sharing her story, something that she's never fully done on a public platform before outside of her own little personal platforms. So Um, But she was kind and courageous enough to do so. So again, thank you so much for being here, Lauren, sharing your heart, transparency, all of the things. I am very excited to learn more about your story, about your journey, and just share that uh, with my listeners. So thank you again. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, you know, I'm, there's always a risk and, but I feel like 
I'm at the point in my life where I just really want to continue on this path of like authenticity and just be able to use all the things I've gone through to help other people. So if I can help, you know, just relate to somebody or um, just, you know, tell a good story, uh, inspire someone, then it's more than worth it. So I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, you know, like in our, in our conversation, um, our like messaging back and forth, uh, you shared, you know, that the LGBTQ community deserves to have a relationship with their creator and should feel comfortable pursuing that. And for me, that was always something that really broke my heart growing up, you know, in the Christian church, something, of course, I never agreed with because it was just like, what, you know, um, how could we ever like, look down or demonize someone for who they love. That just never made sense to me whatsoever. And so much of, especially today's youth, whether it is the transgender community, just anyone within the community, I mean, there's, there's so much polarization around that so much. Um, I think misunderstanding, I think just a number of things, but I certainly want to use this platform to help educate people. And I think it is so important that, that they have the access, you know, that everyone has access and knows that they have access to God creator. Um, however it is that they choose to connect with their spiritual selves. It's just so, so important. Um, so I want to kind of start where I always start with, with my guests and ask you what makes you soul driven? Man, um, just, you know, my life has been such a journey. um, And there's so much of leading from my soul. I mean, I am so driven by my purpose. And I know that all the things I've been through in my life um, have happened for a specific reason. And, you know, I'm 42 now. I'm at the point in my life where I'm even still becoming who I am, evolving. And it's just like, it is, it's a soul-driven journey of becoming my truest and most authentic self. Um, and I'm really led by my relationship with God. I, I never, you know, let go of that. And I do funnel everything through that and, it is, it's, it, it's deepening my soul. And so I'm just trying to like, really just now reach out to people, touch people and um, tell them a little bit more about my journey. Yeah. I love that. Kind of, as you were talking, I was seeing this, like, you know, being driven and like, like this journey of kind of stepping into that soul path, right. Figuring that out, going through, difficulties going through life stuff, going through good stuff too. Right. But like all of that kind of happening as in the midst of creating that soul path for yourself. Um, so you're a musician, right? Of course. Um, and such a, I mean, again, it was so cool for me to hear like, oh my gosh, this gay Christian musician, like this is not something I have ever heard before. And I feel like not you know, very prevalent whatsoever in regards to at least folks sharing that in publicly. Um, I'm sure plenty 
don't share their story and just kind of stay quiet. Right. Um, but I'd love to know a little bit about your background, you know, in regards to kind of how you grew up. Um, you're from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, did you always know that you were gay? Is this something that you were always aware of and comfortable with or? No. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, and we were talking a little bit about like, you know, experiences really making who you are. And, you know, there's a lot of different thoughts about uh, surrounding, like, when do you know, or like, what may, you know, are you born like that or whatever? And, um, everyone's different, you know, everyone can choose their own answer. And I think for me, like, you know, I did grow up in a Christian home. Um, and I was, I, I wasn't always like just attracted to women when I was younger. I, did the normal, you know, societal thing, had boyfriends, you know, did the expected, but I never really felt like, um, any of those feelings until probably like high school. So growing up, everything was fine. It was like, I never really struggled with that. Um, but there was a lot of different struggles when I started having those type of feelings because I was like, it, it just sort of just let me right down the center of my life. And it was like the guilt and shame and like, you know, going to church and hearing things the preacher was preaching. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, why is this happening to me? Like, why do I feel like this? And I going to go to hell. Am I going to, you know, why would God make me like this? If it was so bad. And you know, all these questions, and um, really just hiding all that and not being able to like, you know, I think straight people are able to like live their relationships out, like go through heartbreak publicly, have the support of their parents. Um, you'll get, you know, you'll just find somebody else or here's honey, like let's eat some ice cream together and <laughs> you'll get through it. And I feel like for a lot of like um, LGBTQ people, it's you have to deal with those heartbreaks and those struggles in private and in your own crying at night and trying to figure out just how to get through it. Um, so I think, especially back when I was growing up, there was a lack of just understanding um, in general. You know, I think it's a lot better now. But um, so, yeah, I think that was sort of my growing up experience. I, I think it was great. Like I had a great childhood. I had a great, I have wonderful, amazing parents. Um, but I think I, you know, it, it's always a challenge when you have such a strong faith and then you start to feel something that is you're told your whole entire life is wrong, you know? So you're like, Oh shit. Like, how do I navigate this? Yeah, no, that's really intense. I mean, it's hard enough to become a teacher like a teenager, regardless. Right. <laughs> um, sure. And then, and then when your faith and, and even your conditioning, I'm sure, you know, is like starting to tell you that who you are is wrong. That's, right. I mean, that just adds so much. Um, right. Do you think it was maybe because like, as you were younger, you just didn't know yourself as much. And when you were getting older, you were like starting to fully connect with yourself. And that was when things started becoming clear for you. I think that um, for me, and like I said, this, the experience is different for everyone. Yeah. I became who I am through 
just like we become like any other characteristic, I think in how we evolve in our lives, you know, I had, I just think like, uh, I just felt like I had a lot of uncomfortable situations with guy friends that I trusted, you know what I mean? And I, time and time and time again, it was sort of like, you know, if you keep eating an apple and it, you get, it tastes like shit, you know, after a while you're going to be like, I don't like apples anymore. And not only that, but just like the dynamic of my, you know, my parenting, you know, my, my mom was very much, um, you know, I always felt like, because, you know, I had to, you know, kind of like, I was always reaching to, for that approval, you know, and it was like those things combined and just having like bad experiences, um, which I've worked through, you know, I definitely have a way more healthy outlook on um, just like what happened to me in my life. And not that and it wasn't anything like super, super traumatic, but it was like, you know, my trauma is real and it's what made me who I was. And I think like, I just became, I, I started learning what was safe for me and what felt right for me. And, um, that's kind of like, I think, you know, it just came through my story. Um, I don't know. I think it, like, I, I like being able to just talk about those things. Cause I think a lot of people don't want to say like, oh, well, this made me gay and that it's like, oh, I just am. And I, I don't know a hundred percent, like it could be just the societal norms, you know, that I kind of fell into, but these are the things I think about. And these are the things I try to explore within myself and try to be honest about like, how did that affect me? How did this affect me? How did that change the way I think or see people or this certain group? Um, and what was my response to, to those things in my life? And how did I change from it? You know, so I just like to sort of explore those type of conversations with myself. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, I think that, I mean, I have known throughout my life, I have no, I have gotten to know so many different gay people and hear their stories. And it was always something that I was curious about, wanted to know more about, because of course that hasn't been my path. And so I have just felt like, you know, yeah. a, curious about it, but then also like, I felt like it's important for me to understand, um, because you know, like I like knowing people's stories anyway. I know that yeah. I, I like understanding what makes people tick or, or, you know, what, what is unique or different about them. Or, um, I think that's always fascinating, but I haven't ever heard anyone share their story in that way and, or kind of share it so openly in regards to thinking about, you know, the things that did happen in life that may have affected one thing or another. Um, it's I mean, always, go ahead. We think about, you know, every other, right. When we go to, when we go to therapy and we think about, you know, why we do certain things. Um, I think we think about those things. So like, I feel like it's fair to think about everything. Like, how did, how did I get here? You know, what, who am I? Um, why am I who I am? You know? So like all across the board, I think it's important to explore those when you start becoming conscious and 
saying like how, you know, just like becoming aware of really your childhood, your past and how you grew and why you think the way you think. So. Yeah. yeah. I think it's powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. Um, I feel like most people don't put that time and energy into it, you know? And right. I feel like too, like society doesn't help either because of course society as a whole is like, well, no, 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 you need to have a reason or you need to like, this either needs to be this or that, or you know what I mean? Like they want to yeah. put it in a box or like, and yeah. if it's not in a box, then like, it's not valid or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just being like, it doesn't freaking matter. <laughs> it's that yeah. person's choice. It's your choice. It's my choice. You know, like it doesn't, um, what is that? Uh, the beautiful, uh, Australian girl who, who just, um, came out as she's, you know, she's now dating women. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. The actress. She's yeah. She's a comedic Median. actress. Yeah. Yeah, um, really you know, and there's all this discussion to be like, Oh my gosh, well, was she gay before? Or was she gay now? Or like what happened? It's like, this doesn't really, you know, like she can make whatever decision she wants and yeah. maybe she just fell in love with this person who, who cares, you know what I yeah. mean? But right. I feel like there is all this pressure. Um, so I just love that, that you share that in regards to being so open and, um, pondering those things, I guess I would say, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm curious to know, of course, um, what role that Christianity played in kind of like defining how you felt, you know, about being gay? Sure. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I mean, I think once I started to sort of become aware of my feelings, um, it was very diff divisive for me. I was like, I was looking at things so black and white, you know, and when you and a lot of people in the Christian community um, do look at things with Christianity, very black and white, well, this is wrong. This is right. And, you know, I think it was such a long journey for me, right. To even understand that God wasn't mad at me and that his love was like this, like unending it. I can, I can, there's nothing I could ever do right that will take and that's in the bible that that will take the love of god away from us um so i had to start approaching my perspective on myself with that okay we know god loves you he is your father he is your advocate he is like your number one fan so how do you live your life and you know it's like I started thinking about it because I was so negative. I would cry and say, I'm like, I, you know, I had suicidal thoughts. I was like, why am I here? This is, if I'm going to like, if my life is going to be just like a, a sin or whatever, why even like live, you know, there's, there was a lot of those type of thoughts. And um, it took me a while to just have this perspective that like, the, it's a journey. Um, God is patient. You know, he is like, think of the kindest person you've ever met, right? The kindest person you've ever met in your life who just is like so kind. And that is God times a trillion. And so I just kind of had to like say like, God, I'm going to walk this journey. Like I'm going to, you know me, you have woven me, you know, every hair on my head, like 
you know why I think the thoughts I think, you know, you know my psychology, you know, um, who I was raised by, my like family history, like every single thing. Um, he created me and like, he has a purpose for me. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to just look at it like that. And, um, but it was like a long journey, you know, it was, it, it was overcoming a lot of negativity, a lot of self-hate. Um, even to this day, it's like, I really do struggle with that, that thought, like, you know, there's so much to overcome, like through the church and through people, you know, people commenting on Facebook and just having these narrow-minded, you know, thought processes that they cannot think about another person's like journey or have compassion. And so that's kind of, hopefully that answered your question. I didn't get much on a tangent, but um, yeah, so. No, I mean, I, I don't think it's, I, I would imagine it's an ever-evolving answer, right? Depending upon your age yes. and where you're at in life. And right. I'm sure five, 10 years from now, it's going to be very different from what it is right now, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I can't even like, as you're talking, I just am thinking about, because I feel like on my own growing up in the church and thankfully yeah. I had a very personal relationship with God, which I feel like a lot of people didn't. And yeah. so I didn't struggle as much personally with like questions of, you know, does God love me or does God accept me? But that was still there even yeah. still, you know, and I feel like that's like kind of part of being a human, right? <laughs> and part of what we're doing on this planet is, is reconnecting with that God that, you know, and then the God within us, um, but uh, reconnecting to our spirituality, so I can't even imagine this additional, again, component of like, that's always the thing that has really blown my mind is like when people say that someone who's gay is wrong, it's like they're saying the person is wrong. And, right. And that's just such a huge statement to me. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that statement. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I assume that this was like an ever evolving thing for you. Um, was it, when was it that you kind of reached this place, like around what age or like, you know, what part of your life when you kind of reached a place where you were able to be more comfortable with it? Cause I would imagine like, I mean, it took a lot of self-confidence and faith to get to a place where you, you know, were more comfortable with it and, and feeling better about yourself with it. Yeah, um, I think probably the first like striking moment that I was like, <clears throat> I, God was like really answering me. It was like in, um, I actually went to Thailand when I was like in 26 years old. I went with a group of people and we stayed in this um, orphanage with just like, you know, getting to know the kids and helping out or whatever. And there was this man, this missionary, his name was Charles. And, you know, he had this sense, like just this, you could just feel this man. Um, he was a like prophet, like a prophet, you know, just his spirit, the way he looked at you, like he knew. And he pulled me aside and he said, you know, I'd like to talk to you later. And 
that was the first time in my life that I had told anyone when I was 27, um, what I was struggling with and how I felt. And he led with such compassion and love. And that was really the first time I understood God, God's like infinite love for me, um, coming into this world, being born. And, you know, he, he, he gave me these illustrations and one of them was the day you were born, you know, and it, this is definitely a very Christian specific thing, but God, Jesus, and the Holy spirit, the Trinity were waiting for eternity for you to be born. And the day you finally came, like there was this big celebration and they were just so excited that you were here and they were there in the room when you were there born. And they just been so excited to like have you exist and it's just like this we were waiting for you like god is waiting for you um and you're so important you're so you're here with such a purpose like generations right like it's almost like the chances are almost zero of existing like if you go back in your genealogy like this person had to meet this person and they had a baby and then they met this person and had a baby. And throughout the, from, till the, from the beginning of time to now and you being born, it's like there's 0% chance you're here for a reason. And I, I just like at that time in Thailand, it was such a spirituality where it just became so clear to me um, that everything happens for a reason. I didn't go through all this stuff because I'm hated or because like, it was from a place of purpose and it was soul driven, you know? Um, and so that's really when, when my mind changed and I started looking at things um, and doing meditations and becoming more connected in my relationship with God and my confidence in that. So I think that's when. That's awesome. Yeah. It's always cool when someone has a story of like meeting an angel or a prophet or like, you know, the defining yeah. person in your life who says like, 100%. you are okay, whoever you are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Definitely one of those amazing moments that this man made such a difference in my life. Um, so, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you when did you like come out of the closet? When did you decide to say like, okay, this is who I am? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like with your family or your friends or like, however, however that happened for you. Yeah. I mean, I think like, um, I had always had like one foot in one foot out. Cause you know, I was never confident, like in just saying like, I'm gay and Hey, I'm just going to like come out here. And I just always felt a little uneasy about it. Um, but you know, I, it, when I was 35, I got into a relationship that was, you know, up, out, we were very much, you know, open and honest about it. Um, and I feel like that's really when I was like, you know, I don't want to lie about who I am or what I'm experiencing, you know, and it wasn't so much coming out. It was like, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's that simple. Like 
here's what my, here's where I'm at in my life. Here's what I've experienced. Why would I lie about it? Right. Just be honest about it. Hey, I'm evolving. This is where I'm at. And I'm, this person is, means a lot to me. And like, I'm not going to like hide her either and like force her to like live a lie. Um, so it was really like when I started caring about somebody else and their whole, you know, soul was, you know, and existence and who they were was, became important to me that I really was able to like look in the mirror and say like, yeah, like it's important for you to not lie to people and continue this journey of like becoming your most authentic self. So. Yeah. (laughs) It's always interesting how other people often end up being the ones to help us like step out in different situations in our life. Yeah. Um, So I'm really curious about, you know, like you obviously are a singer, you're a musician, these sorts of things. Like how was this for you? Like, were you always a singer? Did you utilize your singing and your songwriting and those sorts of things to like really work through a lot of the emotions about this or like what role did, did music play in all of this for you, you know, in the midst of this journey? Cool. Um, so the first song I ever wrote was I was in seventh grade <laughs> and I didn't have any training, you know, not, no one in my family is musicians. No one sings. I sat down at the piano and I wrote this song, um, played it and wrote it and sang it. And it was like a gospel song. And this big soulful voice came out. Um, and it, it was, it kind of went like, um, in, in the Lord, Lord, who is worthy to receive my praise. And I, I, I'm going to lift up my hands to you, Lord. So <laughs> that was the first song I ever wrote. And I was in seventh grade. I'm like, where did that come from you know where did that voice come from and those words like all you children of the lord you have to stand by him all the days of your life and it's it's funny you know as i look back like i i have like i never gave up and i know that god is so pleased with me because i never gave up um that relationship and that journey and so it it was, it was so important. And I was able to like, in my music now, like my most recent album, you know, I was doing some pop stuff and kind of exploring who I was as, as an artist, you know, Amy Winehouse was very inspiring to me. So I was kind of doing that like poppy soul style, but then, you know, my most recent album, um, Deliverance, I sort of returned back to that like seventh grade girl. And I sat at piano and most of the songs on that album are like me and piano and like a big choir in the background. And um, those songs are very much to God about my struggle and they're, you know, my heart, like, and it's not all fun. It's not like, God, everything's great. I worship you. You're the best. It's like, why do I have to go through all this? Like, 
one of the songs is called Burden. You know, one of um, one of the songs is called Calm the Storm about just people saying I changed or like, oh, she's not who she should be. She's not who she is. Is this really what you, who you are? Like, you know, you have to do this. You have to do that. And it's like, um, so a lot of the, in my album, it's like those, I drew from all those like solemn and, you know, hard, heartbreaking experiences. And it was really like a call to God to like, just a conversation, just like, I'm going to get real with you. Like, this isn't cool. (laughs) You know, like, where were you? Or, you know, so, yeah. I think that's such an important step for, for the relationship that we have, you know, with God or whomever we like, whatever source universe, whatever, you know, I think being really honest about where we're at and being able to say like, what the heck, like, why is this so hard and having those conversations? And I feel like that's what people really can identify with so strongly. So did you like, like no one in your family had any sort of singing background? Like, did you, did you just know how to play the piano? Did you just like, or had you learned or, um, like kind of how did this come about for you? Was this (laughs) inspired? (laughs) Right. Like I, I play mostly by ear. Um, I did take some lessons, but like only for a few years, but like, even now I play by ear, like all the songs I write, um, are just like sort of whatever I come up with on the keyboard. So I don't know what I'm playing. Like, I don't know what's, you know, I'm not like classically trained or whatever. That's incredible. And what, let's see, I had asked you this kind of before we started recording, but like, what is the genre of music that you would put your music in? It's always such a difficult question. My father and yeah. I are always like, how do you like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? Well, I do different music, right? So, I mean, I would say Deliverance, the album, is a spiritual, soulful album with like a hint of gospel. That's what I like to say. Um, my last album, Naked Soul, was like more of a soulful pop album um, with like live instrumentation, horns, and it was very much like upbeat and fun. But I've done also like house music, like house remix type stuff, dancey stuff. Um, I really enjoy doing stuff like that because it kind of like lets me be this like other person who's yeah. like not bad or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can really just like, you know, have fun with that type of music. But um yeah, I think the 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 it's soul, you know, soulful, not soul like I wouldn't say like I'm a soul artist, but I would say like from my soul and I have a lot of control in my voice, so it's more soulful for sure. Yeah, you definitely have a soulful voice. Like that's not <laughs> that should not be a question to anyone who hears it. <laughs> so I guess because like, you know, you do, you are a Christian, you have this relationship with God. I would assume that a lot of people, um, and and even myself included prior to our conversation would have put your music in the Christian music, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Mm -hmm. industry, whatever, like have you, because of that, I don't know if that has been other people's assumptions or impressions. Have you like dealt with difficulties because of that or like pushback because of that? Has that like, um, you know, 
uh, I don't know, have, have people really been confused? Um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. um, I, I really don't think so. And I think that like, for the most part, the shows that I've done have been in like music venues, bars, like I don't perform at church. Um, but I do perform my, like, for instance, like I had a show at a bar and I was singing, um, my songs and they're very much spiritual and they sing about God and people at the bar were like, this is what I needed. (laughs) And I said, can I pray over you guys? Like, let me pray right now. And they're like, we want you to pray, like pray over every, you know? And so I said a prayer at midnight in a bar when everyone was drinking (laughs) and that's what I love. You know, I don't want to be like, you know, a lot of people in the LGBTQ community, like they're not given roles in church that, Oh, we want you to like, for me included, I've experienced this. Well, you can't lead worship because you're gay. Like we can't, but you can like hold a sign in the back. Um, we just don't want you to be like upfront. And, you know, I think like, I don't, like that because I think everyone is just a person and everyone struggles with different things. And like, just because, you know, it, I'm honest about it. Cause I couldn't, I could be like, lie about it and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, but I'm this and that. And, you know, just lead worship wherever I want, but it's like, I just want to be authentic and I want to be who I am and be able to reach those people. But, you know, God said like, no, I want you to do something different because for so long, like I want to be leading worship at church. God said, no, I don't, I don't need you at church. I need (laughs) you to reach people who like really like are so thirsty for like just a soul connection. Right. And just for somebody to care. And I feel like people in my community, like, need that and because I know for a fact there's so many people who relate to my, to me they they are gay they but they want a relationship with God and they don't know how to like do both or they don't know how to like um they'll either completely reject God or like on the other hand like Christians will completely reject you know it's like there's needs to be more compassion there needs to be more understanding and I just feel like that's more my purpose is being able to have a specific message from my specific experiences to reach a very specific audience. It's not for everybody, but I know there are people like me. And um, I just think that that's really my soul driven purpose, you know, for sure, is to say you're not alone. I'm here anything that you've gone through, I've gone through it before. Um, so yeah. No, I love that so much. I think in my, um, maybe in my newsletter community recently, when, uh, uh, one of my last interviews came out uh, with my friend Neil and we're talking about God and I shared how, like, you know, the, the conversation about God for me has always been so interesting and I've always wanted to talk with people about God. And, um, but, like I had no interest in going to church to talk about people, like talk about God with people. Like I would definitely be in the bars, smoking my cigarettes and taking my shots. And like, so what do you think about God? You know, like <laughs> that was, 
And to me, I feel like this is like your story is different and it's powerful in that difference. And whether someone is gay or not, or they identify, you know, with the LGBTQ community or not, I think that it makes God so much more inclusive, which is what God wants, you know, because God is love. And really like that just shows that like, you don't have to be some like picture perfect hand quotations, picture perfect, because we know it's not the picture perfect person to know God or have a relationship with God. And that that can look like so many different ways for so many different people. Um, I love like just the mental image of you, like being in this bar and like, you know, and then like leading people in prayer. Like, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the world, like we need more of that, you know, which is, you know, again, like part of why I felt like your story was so powerful and I wanted to know more about it. Um, because we have these, labels we have these like ideas of how something should be we've been told something should be one way for so long right. and our future and i think our soul path for so many of us especially in our age rage um and younger is to come in and bust those things up you know and is to say like no you you don't have to come to god in this way you can come to god in this way and this way and you don't have to be this person and Um, it's, it's to get rid of those ideas of what having a relationship with God is like, you know, and your story is so real. And because you have experienced so much pain on your path, like it gives you the ability to connect with people in a way that people who've spent their entire life in church and going to church every Sunday, like they'll never be able to connect with that, you know? Um, I just think it's very, very powerful. So I love hearing that. Yeah. And I think like when people, you know, cause I love when I, when I sing my songs, um, I think people, when they know like, oh, she's not perfect. Like she's not the typical this or that. It gives people the freedom to, to join in and, and say like, I can, you know, I can have a relationship with God. Like, I don't want to lead with this, like, oh, well, we're all like working towards this perfection. Like we're all like, that's why from a Christian perspective, like that's why Christ died for us because like our righteousness is as filthy rags. Nothing anyone does uh, could ever earn like, salvation that's you know the story of christianity which i know a lot of your listeners you know (laughs) might not be a part of or agree with but um for me it's like i accept i accept that truth that you know i want to lead with imperfection i want to lead with with i know that i'm not perfect i don't expect you to be you are can come as you are and i'm not going to put you in the back I'm going to put you in the front because you need, what do you need right now? Like, what are you struggling with right now? If you need to cry, cry. Like I want there to be powerful moments where, you know, we're not going to like ostracize people. We're going to say you are welcome. And like, God loves you right now for however you are. So that's my message. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm, I'm, beating that drum with you wholeheartedly. It always, I think the thing that breaks my heart the most is rejection. 
And, you know, that's always, uh, that's one of my, my big life themes that I am personally healing through. But anytime I see anyone feeling any kind of rejection, like I wholeheartedly, like every inch of me wants to come out and just be like, no, you're beautiful. You're perfect. You're, you know, um, and I think that that's, I think that that is very much your message and certainly your story, you know, is, is being able to share that because of course it's been so real for you and, mm-hmm. and you don't fit within a box and, and thank the Lord that you don't fit in within a box. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I can speak clearly. <laughs> Even like throughout the Bible, like the people that God really used were like the rejects, the people that like the society rejected and like those are the people like I don't know I feel like God actually has a preference and a very special place in his heart for like the LGBT community like I really feel that I feel like we have like a depth and a heart and a pain that he can use to like just really change the world um, and show people, show people how to love, right? Because they need, like, they need people that they don't agree, <laughs> excuse me, they don't agree with or like, oh, as long as I'm not like those people, um, the, you know, as long as I'm kind of doing what I need to do, I'm straight, I'm this, I'm that, as long as I'm not like them, I, you know, I'm good because I'm not going to go to hell because I'm not that. We are definitely, God's using that as a huge lesson for people. It's like, no, you got to learn. You got to learn to love people and um, just accept people. And that's what Jesus did, you know, like live like Jesus. Don't, don't live like the church, live like Jesus. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. I never felt rejected by God, Jesus, I, I have felt rejection from the church. And unfortunately, like the LGBTQ plus community is way more accepting and welcoming um, than the church and which is sad. Um, And I want to just create a space where, you know, they could feel welcome within this space of, you know, pursuing their relationship with God and trusting that God has a purpose for them. And they don't have to just like totally give it up because of this, like, well, we either have to be defined as this or defined as that on both sides. Like, no, you don't have to be defined as anything. You are who you are. You have a spirit, you have a soul and God loves you and just walk this journey, you know, let him walk with you. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I mean, I think that one of the roles that the LGBTQ community are playing is that um, they're just coming out and showing us that, like, there's nothing wrong with difference. There's nothing wrong with, you know what I mean? Like, they're bearing that brunt of stepping away from the crowd, that conformity, that, like, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about um, the people that God used in the Bible being rejects. Well, they, they, there was nothing wrong with them except for the fact that they didn't conform to what everyone else was doing. Right. You know, they were themselves, they were authentic, they were who they were. And I think like that is such a strong path to walk. Um, regardless of whether you are within the LGBTQ community or not, it's a really hard path to walk. 
Absolutely. And and I believe that 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 is certainly our future in regards to it. It helps us to. I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I always liken it to like going to a party, you know, and they're like, might be this person there and they're on the dance floor and they're like getting down and like they're <laughs> they're like terrible dancer, whatever, but they're having so much fun and they're so themselves. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I love this person. I don't even know them, but they make me feel more me, you know? And that is what people who are themselves are to the rest of the world. You know, I think that even for the most part, people can have a lot of respect for difference. If a person is truly authentically confident in who they are, you know, without being some like in your face type of way, like, you know, out of balance. But I think that it gives us the inspiration to also be more of ourselves. And I think that that's huge. And I definitely think that that is part of the role that the LGBTQ community is playing. You know, when we, when we can understand that, like, uh, difference is beautiful and difference is what makes us beautiful, you know, um, then the compassion grows and we can love each other in more wholehearted ways. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so glad that you came and shared your story with us. (laughs) Um, so like, as we're kind of winding down here, I would love for you to, um, before we jump into the lightning round. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love for you to share with us kind of, you know, uh, I, I know you like deliverance is your newest album. Like, what are your plans? What are you doing? Um, how can people hang out with you? Like all of the things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm working on just like writing new music. Um, I'm in sort of like this weird, I think we talked about it a little bit, like transition period in my life where a lot of changes are happening. Um, I'm definitely evolving. I'm learning and growing so much. Um, there's a lot of change around me and I'm really excited about it. Um, so I'm sort of like writing, I'm trying to plan some shows. I'm trying to like finally take all this stuff and kind of get out there more. Right. And, um, so I'm just really excited about it and they can, um, follow me, you know, connect with me on social media. It's just my last name at Lanzaretta on all social media. Um, and just, you know, I, I do have some new music coming out. I actually have a maybe song within the next few months, but I'm not sure. Um, but I have some music on my Instagram that you guys can check out music videos, everything, um, or just check out my website laurenlanzarata.com i have vinyl records too with deliverance if you're interested in vinyl um you can order those on my website too awesome 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 all right are you ready are you ready for the lightning round (laughs) i hope ready as i i'll ever be i guess (laughs) okay uh first question what is the one habit that you can't live without I have it. I mean, I guess I'll say coffee. Fair enough. Okay. Number two, what does spirituality mean for you? Um, it, it, it's like my source of light, my source of light. Um, connecting through music a lot is, you know, my spirituality, um, evolving as a being, 
And even like what we've talked about today, like placing labels on things. Um, I think spirituality sort of connects everyone, right? Because we're all spiritual beings and we all can look at each other at this like purity. Um, and that's what I'm trying to be. Like, I'm trying to just like dive into that spirituality and learn more about myself and evolve. And I'm constantly amazed at just, I don't know, the love that God has for me and the things that I can learn and grow and the person I'm becoming. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Number three, what is your advice to anyone who's looking to find their purpose? Um, looking to find their purpose. I think, you know, I do believe everyone has a purpose. I think my purpose came through my pain and what I've learned from, from going through the hard things I went through. Um, every single person has a story. So I think that through your story and your personal experiences, every single person has a purpose through that, right? Because you can help someone else who needs, who's going through what you've gone through or um, whatever it is. I mean, a lot of people volunteer at, you know, different women's shelters or like, you know, um, whatever it may be, right? And because they've maybe experienced those things and they can relate to those people. So I just think it's like really um, digging deep into who you are, finding out who you are. And like, you can't find out who you are till you really investigate your heartbreak and your pain and why it happens to you, you know, what you learn from it, how you change from it. Like we talked about a little bit before, it's, it's really important to learn who you are and why you are the way you are. And then, you know, heal truly, um, start to heal and then help others with those things. So, yeah, no, I love that. There's a, there's a really beautiful book that I read, um, written by a very, very powerful woman from Africa who like literally grew up in a village. I mean, just, um, and ended up finding her way to America, going to school, having a PhD, like having, I think like four or five kids in the midst of it. Like she was a single mom, like just amazing, mind blowing story. But she also <laughs> shared like, you find your purpose through your pain. And, um, I think that's really powerful. I think it's something that's very often overlooked, you know? Yeah. Um, so I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, okay. Last question. So, I know that there's a couple of different places uh, where folks can meet you online, but where is your favorite pe- like where is your favorite place for people for you to connect with for people uh-huh. to connect with you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I can speak. I mean, probably say like Instagram right now. Um, okay. Facebook is kind of like a dinosaur in the social media <laughs> world. I mean, feel free to add me on Facebook. I don't, you know, whatever. And then I'm trying to like get into TikTok, but it is like, it's a, it's kind of a challenge. I'm like, you know, I can't be so in control of like, I just have to like share. And I'm, so I'm hoping to like share more like this, like just very authentic stuff and be able to just like post more 
um, I'm there, but probably Instagram right now is probably the best. And feel free to like message me, ask me questions, um, start a conversation with me. Like, I'd love to help you, especially if you're watching this and it's something that you're going through. Like, I'd love to talk through some things with you. Um, I know that, you know, some people say like when they first meet me, I look really mean and they think I'm like a bitch, <laughs> but I'm not. I promise you, it's just like, what do they call it? Like resting bitch face or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, but I truly am like, you know, I have a heart for people and um, I would love to connect with whoever is willing for sure. So, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I'm also, it's funny when I started doing these uh, interviews and, and people used to tell me that a lot when I was younger, when I started doing these interviews um, for the podcast and I would go back through and be editing, I was just like, oh, my face looks like that. Like, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. I really like, make sure I talk to people because like, I, I mean, I always hear that. Like, I thought you hated me. I thought, you know, I'm like, this is just my face. I don't know. <laughs> I can't walk around with it. <laughs> I just look a little bit more serious than I really yeah. am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just got on TikTok too, and I'm really kind of confused. I'm just like, what what are all these buttons? Wait, why are there so many filters? And like, yeah. can I just have a normal one that just is a little like just a little smoothing action, not like freckles yeah. and eyelashes and like it's just it's a lot. Um Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for coming and sharing and just being open and transparent. Um, I'm oh. so thankful that your story is is getting out. I'm so thankful that you are willing to share it. I'm so thankful yeah. for just you as a person and the work that you're doing. And um, yeah, I, I know that that your your music and who you are is just going to change lives. So yeah. I, I know I'm the first yeah. of many interviews for you <laughs> for all of this, helped, you know, and it really helped me to just talk through this with you. So I appreciate you, you know, following your gut, reaching out to me and allowing me to have the time to just like talk through some things. And um, I think that, you know, I appreciate your audience too, for like being patient and being open to like hearing, because I know like, you know, we're all in different, but the same boats. Like we're, we're learning, we're evolving. I definitely appreciate the differences in everyone's like, you know, journeys and, and thought processes. And um, so I just appreciate the openness and the willingness to listen. Absolutely. So Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, folks, if you were inspired today, you know what to do. Leave us a review on iTunes. Hit me up on social. Let me know what really stuck out with you about this interview. Be sure to sign up for the email list for podcast updates, helpful resources, things I don't share anywhere else. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week. <music>